Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul. I am your host, Milton Quintanilla, and I am here with my beloved co-host, Daniel Tenueco. God bless yeah. you, everyone. God, God bless you. And God bless you, Daniel. As always, thank you for, for joining me today. Yes, anytime. And, um, oh man. So uh, initially, we weren't going to, just to let you guys know, initially, we weren't going to cover this episode uh, on our agenda, but obviously with the recent scandal right now with Ravi Zacharias, we feel like we need to share our hearts regarding the matter because because what it points to ultimately is something that, that exceeds far greater than what went on with Zacharias, but rather just the fact that in the church today, there is a lot of secret sin, right? Whether it's sexual sin or, or whatever, other any other kind of sin. And we have to speak out about this, you know, because I feel like We've been complacent because we want to stay in that sin. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to continue to live in that sin. But ultimately, sooner or later, we're going to get caught. But moreover, well, God will judge us. We will have to bring an account to him. So that being said, we want to cover this topic today, which is going to be a very heavy topic concerning just the recent Zechariah scandal, among other scandals. And of course, we're going to talk about just what the Bible has to say about this. So, uh, Daniel, so as we begin, I wanted to ask you when Zacharias, right, when he passed away, was were you like a, a fan of him? Like, how familiar were you with Zacharias? For me, personally, mm-hmm. I really didn't follow him as hardcore as many people do. Oh, okay. I've heard his name, you know, because I you know God willing, one day I can be an aspiring apologist, you know, a defender of the word. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I wasn't really too familiar. I've I've heard some of his sermons, but other than that, I wasn't really in tune with his okay. ministry and all that. For... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I didn't really, I didn't really listen to him at all until actually after he passed, which was just yeah. last May. And I heard his, I believe it was his final message, which was at the Passion Conference, oh. which is held in January in, in Atlanta. And he had given a message and the message was very basic, you know, just about, you know, how we were created for mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And of course he passed away. And then months later was when the scandals started breaking out the allegations from all these women and then his ministry. Well, at the time the allegations came out, the ministry had denied. That had denied them, mm-hmm. but then towards the end of the year, they were like, "Oh, these allegations are actually true," mm-hmm. and that they had hired a, a law firm, a Miller and Miller, I believe, mm-hmm. and they were gonna release the full investigation, which was about a week ago, last yeah. Friday. I wrrote about it, Miller and Martin. So ah. it's, like, it's a 12 page article mm-hmm. and basically just goes into multiple accounts by these women who they worked at the spas that he himself had co-owned. And pretty much a lot of them said that he would either like undress himself or touch himself, etc. One account of rape, even the one that stood out to me the most, right? That really, well, not in a good way, right? But the one that bothered me the most, the one lady who said how when she met him, she looked up to him as, as a father figure. Mm-hmm. Right. But then later on, he would basically offer to help her, her out because she was struggling financially. And in return, he would require that she would have sex with him. And the worst part, she said that 
Zacharias would even use religious expressions to gain compliance because mm-hmm. she was raised to be a person of faith. She, he would call her his reward for his service to God. Wow. And he would even cite godly men in, in the Bible who had multiple wives. Mm-hmm. And then if she were to speak out against him, he warned her that she would be responsible for the millions of souls whose salvation would be lost if his wow. reputation was damaged. Wow. Can, can you believe that? That's, that's, that's bad. bad. That's manipulation. And I definitely, when you said that, Haji, when, when he first passed away, mm-hmm. I think I was, I don't know if you were, but one of the many who were like started actually hearing his sermons and hearing his apologists' Q&As and stuff. And right. we were like, oh, we were trying, no, we, we, we were trying to be like, say no, this you know, when we heard the allegations, we were we were saying, "Oh, that can't be true." You know, he's a man of God. How right. Yes. Be? You know, we we were really so blindsided by the fact that you know when the news came out from his own organization saying that these were true, we were still in denial. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad reality is for a lot of people, oh, not yeah. just with Ravi, but like we've heard stories in the past and recently with Carl Lentz, people yeah. who, who are higher in authority with higher position that have fallen from grace, I would say. But a lot of people will say, "No, no, this can't be." He has a ministry. He has so many people following him. We realize we put these people above God unknowingly or knowingly, you know, as God in a sense. We idolize these people. And for me, I'm guilty of that. Sometimes we can do that in the sense of mm-hmm. seeing to like more reformed preachers like MacArthur and Paul Washer. Mm-hmm. But even then, you know, I remember when I was at a conference. Oh, you were there, Milton. Oh, yes. Yeah, the there. conference we went to. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I spoke to Paul Washer in person and I was so excited. You know, you're like, when you meet this celebrity, you're like, oh my <laughs> God, he's the only man of God. You know, you see it preachings yeah <laughs> and then the minute we spoke i was like you know i'm so blessed by you and i thank you for what you're doing for the ministry of god and he told me a few words he said don't look to me look to god he and said read, that read your bible yeah that's wow. all he said wow. and i was like wow and not that it wasn't all of him but i wasn't all of the fact that redirected the praise to god and yeah. that's what we need to do as believers then we have to stop yeah. the man and praising them we, we love them right and, we pray oh for yeah them. for sure it's but yeah that day it's like god is the one that receives all the glory and honor for sure and yeah and you know and, and thank you for sharing that pretty cool story i mean when i met him i mean he didn't give me that kind of comment but he was a really nice guy yeah, yeah. like he was, I, he was. <laughs> I know people most people like they just see him on youtube or whatever and he's screaming or whatever <laughs> but meet him in person he's clearly opposite but you know but I, I appreciate the humility but concerning what you said yeah we definitely tend to raise these people up on a pedestal right especially with zacharias right because mm-hmm. when i first reported the story on the christian headlines right which were who i write for people mm-hmm. were insulting me some guy mm-hmm. called me a bloody idiot another person was like oh i won't believe this story right wow. and it was like his own ministry reported it on it and they did an investigation that went on for several months and now it's out you know even though he's gone and you know what i also thought about this even if zacharias was alive today people would still criticize if i were to write that story if he was mm, alive yeah because they're blinded by their own bias and it's no, uh, it's it's true they are blinded because just blaying out hate, which is a lot, even though both sides, charismatic. Oh, yeah. Every, every side. Every, yeah. every, every rank, you know, there's a, a twisting. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know what? It's crazy. And not only does that apply to his followers, but even his own ministry uh, had to apologize because when, because there, the, there was an allegation, an earlier made uh, allegation by a, a, a lady uh, named Mrs. Lorianne Thompson back in 2017 where mm-hmm. she where apparently she said that all oh, Ravi Zacharias tried to initiate a online sexual relationship with her where he, in which he denied and even sued her for that but which wow. unfortunately now it turned out to be true 
And alongside the report of the other women, his ministry, RZIM, right? Ravi Zacharias International Ministries had uh, published a statement saying we were wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Concerning the denial of, of the previous allegation by this lady. They said our trust in Ravi's denial of moral wrongdoing and his deception, his deceptive explanations of the emails and other records that the public was severely misplaced and our failures in 2017, including our failure to commission an independent investigation at the time allowed tremendous pain to continue to be caused in the Thompson's lie. So wow. think about that. Like rather than looking into the matter further, they just dismissed it. You know, and and there was a recent report that came out saying that the ministry even knew about the other allegations that were going on too at the spies. Mm -hmm. So so if anything, you also see like not just simply the bias from his followers, but even from his own ministry because they say no, no, this is our founder, right? This is our, our president, Zacharias, who who founded his ministry in 1984. So mm -hmm. it's been around for a very long time. So these allegations came out, they automatically denied it. They just went by with what he said. But now they themselves are regretting that. Yeah, there was an article. It came out yesterday, and the title says "RZIM Staffer Reveals Toxic Culture." Yes, yeah, following report exposure. That's probably the one, yeah. And it shows how within the ranks of RZIM, someone mm -hmm. I believe her name is Ruth Malhotra. She used okay. to be a PR manager for RZIM, and she wrote a letter oh, wow. regarding what happened at her time there when these intense events happened, questioning regarding. The leadership on certain issues like some that weren't being represented properly like okay. they were like covering something up but we don't know the full details but it went to the point where she said i came out to find later that there was a false narrative about me the idea that i could not be trusted and my motives were a cause for concern had been circulating among our wider staff it was mm -hmm. propagated by senior leadership including during founders weekend 2018. so you see you know that's toxic in a sense to think someone who I believe in retrospect church, how for us as, you know, sheep, right? People who have church, who have a leader, who have a pastor, and for us to come to them in good grace with love and humility, but to call out things that we don't agree with, what the Bible says, right? And we've had experience in the past. Sure. But for the fact that, you know, a world-renowned organization, ours as I am, bashing this former manager to the point of actually calling her, um, I'll, I'll quote again, causing a false narrative. You know, they would, they would go out of their way to actually destroy someone's reputation. Mm -hmm. And you call yourself a Christian organization. How can that be? So I think there's a lot of, it goes back to what we were saying, right? How putting people on higher pedestals, um, a person can do no wrong. You know, they're a man of God. They are what we call, when the Bible says, right? Don't touch God's anointed, which mm -hmm. is totally mis out of miscontext and all that. But yeah. before I get there, sure. I want to share you have anything to say about that before I elaborate on that verse? Yeah, so it's very unfortunate because when you try to conceal these things, if anything, you end up looking a lot worse, yeah. right? Because you fail, you fail to be transparent, you fail to be accountable, and then when everything is revealed, guess what? You look absolutely terrible. That, yeah. Especially that in the context of a ministry, you know, like that, you know, as, as Christians, we're called to be salt and light, right? Mm -hmm. And in essence, we are to be witnesses to the world. And, and, and it's more than just, you know, usually when we think about witnessing, we think about preaching the gospel, evangelism, etc. And And that's true. That's very true. But mm -hmm. our witness also not just simply goes by how we preach or what we preach, 
but rather also how we live because mm. God, God called us to be a holy people, mm. right? And when we fail to do that, not only do we sin against God, but also we bear bad testimony to the world, right? Not, mm. Because now the world says, oh, well, why would I want to be a Christian now? Like you, you guys are hypocrites because you mm. preach one thing and, and do another. I mean, we've seen it going back to Israel, yeah. right? Israel was God's chosen people, mm-hmm. right? They're supposed to represent him and everything. And, and as well, they had the same task to be a witness to the world. But what happened? They... They, they fell into sin. They committed idolatry, right? They wanted a human king because they wanted to be like the world. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And it's it just nonstop. It crazy. Just nonstop. And, yeah, mm-hmm. going back to, you know, what you said about Israel, how they fell short. We talk about First Chronicles 16.22, okay. which, which states, you know, touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. And it also reflects in Psalms 105.15, where it says, saying, touch not my anointed ones again, do my prophets no harm. This is David speaking, but if you read the context, it's not talking about men of higher authority, you know, what they say, like, you know, the preachers today, like modern day prophets. God is not talking about don't touch my anointed, but he was saying, you know, he was actually, if you read the context of First Chronicles, yeah, let's talk about the Ark of the Covenant, how mm. they brought it back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And David was actually singing a song of praise, a psalm, in First Chronicles, it was the creation of God's power and authority and, and his love for his people. So I think a lot of people misconstrued that for today's Christianity and saying that, oh, you know, this is a man of God. We shouldn't question him. He's a, he's a shepherd. Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. You're exactly right. Like, it's like they, they're exempt from any type of confrontation, any type of accountability. Yes. And exactly. as a result, they can continue on doing whatever they want. Yeah. You know? they're the ones chosen by God. Yeah, that's scary, you know, to think that. Because again, this uh, episode, not to bash anyone yeah. or anything, but it's to show that where our hearts are at, you know. Are we, oh, yeah. Are we praising man or are we praising God? And it shows, exactly. you know, where, where is your heart at? Where is our heart at? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think for a long time, I think the church has kind of adopted, I guess you could call it a type of celebrity culture, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of your denomination, yeah. right? Because every denomination has their lead speakers, Yeah. right? That they honor as, as their heroes, right? Heroes mm-hmm. of the faith. Yeah. But as a result, what happens is that like he said, like they get elevated to a really high position, right? Mm-hmm. On a pedestal, they don't question them and they'll bash anybody who speaks out against them mm-hmm. yeah. because that's their guy. You don't want to tear them down. But yeah. guess what? That's idolatry at that point. It is. And I like what Paul said, right? He said, I could boast on being a Levite, being taught in the Hebrew, all that, having all these accolades. But at the end of the day, he called himself the chief of sinners. No, so yeah. he was saying, he was just humbling himself saying, you know, I could boast because I wrote the most of the New Testament, but yet I'm the worst. So I think we should remember that even men like Robbie, men like Carl, men like MacArthur, so many mm-hmm. women you know, who, who preach the gospel, we should praise them and honor them, right? The Bible says to give honor who honor is due. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we should not elevate them at the place of God. That we should always remember that we who have been given the grace of God, mm-hmm. you know, it was a price paid, not on our own account, but it was only through the saving grace of Jesus Christ by his shedding of his blood for us. Exactly. I mean, if anything, none of us deserve grace to begin yeah. with, Amen. you know, and, 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 and same thing when it comes to, to being called to ministry, like that wasn't something we earned, like that, that was all a calling from God. That, that pastor or church leader elevates themselves. If anything, they're abusing mm. the calling that they have because they they don't recognize that it was God who called them, not not themselves. Amen. You know, and, and yeah, and returning becomes corrupt. So yeah, this is 
this is definitely a, a big a big deal because not only like we said these leaders elevated not only do we see a lack of accountability not only do we see a tainted witness but we also see just the evidence of something that has gone on in the church for a very long time and that's you know concerning secret sin right mm -hmm. especially when it comes to sexual morality mm -hmm. i mean even just going back to the 80s right you had a jimmy swagger right very prominent oh, preacher yeah. right you know what happened to him he got he he, he got caught like he, it turned out that he had like multiple scandals with prostitutes wow. right and then you know fast forward to a few months ago he had a hillsong new york pastor carl lentz who was fired uh after well initially when the when the report came out he was said oh he was fired for moral and leadership issues there was no specifics but then he had posted on instagram a few days later uh, lentz he said that he he had cheated on his wife wow. lauren whom he had been married to since like old three and uh, and then another report came out a few weeks after about how there was a a woman who said that oh that she was in a affair with Carl Lentz since May of last year and how they had met at a park and how you know they immediately became they clicked off the bat and he 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 didn't tell her that he was a pastor I think they he told her that he was like a like a some type of like coach or motivational speaker or something like that. And so he didn't go into details about himself and mm -hmm. and and she and he'd even tell her that he was a a christian you know wow and uh yeah and then time went on and on and then eventually the relationship fell apart because she uh his wife uh carl Lentz's wife discovered you know their text messages wow. on the phone and he had to break off the relationship and so he got caught yeah he got caught and and after that i haven't really heard much about Lentz. all i know except for the last report saying that oh that he had to go to i don't know he, that he was seeking therapy mm -hmm. i'm sorry no no i'm saying he was like some, some kind of therapy he was taking to yeah 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 that. yeah yeah and and probably the last thing I, and apart from that i also heard although this one this one is unconfirmed apparently he moved to florida mm -hmm. with his family but that's pretty much it. I, I really don't know about that and then uh, oh, another scandal that has also been taking place is through uh, a man by the name of Todd Bentley. <laughs> Todd Bentley, who... Sounds familiar. Oh, man. Yeah, Todd Bentley. Well, Todd Bentley, is, we know, we affirm that he's a, a false teacher. And we don't just simply say that just for the sake of tearing him down, but because, you know, of some of the things he said and he's done. Right, for instance, saying that the Holy Spirit called him to, to kick somebody in the face so that he would heal them, right? or he would have like oh, no. communion with um, well, he would talk to angels, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and I was, I believe it was around 2008 2009, there was like a special revival service going on, and he was like anointed by all these these other uh self proclaimed apostles and prophets, right? From the mm -hmm. New Apostolic Reformation, mm -hmm. including uh Bethel Church's Bill Johnson. Johnson. And they prayed over him and basically they were gonna like he was gonna be like somebody who was gonna like lead the the revival, right? So like they had him prayed up and everything. And then it, and then like shortly after it turned out that he had cheated on his wife with uh, a staff member. Wow. Right? And he had he had to step down from ministry and then he came back on ministry with the woman he slept with. Oh, so he wow. ended up leaving his wife after all with the the, the lady he slept with. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, it's, and then well, and then recently, there's been more just allegations of, of immoral sexual behavior. Just a whole another investigation where you can, which you can look up online. Mm-hmm. But apparently, now he's saying that oh, that God is calling him to go back into ministry, and you know. And at this point, honestly, like I, I wouldn't go like. Back. I know, I know, we're all imperfect. I know we all fall short, but but for someone like a Todd Bentley who has like just this record of just sexual sin after sexual sin. And even with and even with Robbie also, if he was still alive, you know, like you should, I'm sorry, you should not be in ministry. You need yeah. to, to step down, you know, and, you know, even face charges. James 3.1, where it says, Oh, yeah. Not many should become teachers. Yes. Because you know that who, that he who will teach will be judged more strictly. Yeah. Or, and the Marian Bible says greater judgment will be upon them. So, okay. So I think wow. um, maybe Todd Bentley thinks, you know, he should go back to ministry, but what he doesn't realize is that he will be judged greater. Mm-hmm. And a lot of leaders, like, I don't know, Ravi's case, we don't know if he repented. And I pray he did before yeah. he, he died. And you know, that's, that's the main thing that you know, even in the midst of all these allegations and stuff, people who have secret sin, yeah, we, we pray that um, they have repented before it's too late. Because oh, yeah. who are we to cast judgment? Because we too can fall sure. in that. Oh yeah, but, for sure. But the problem is that these people have a platform, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're recognized as well renowned great men of God, preachers. What is it? Theologians. All this. Yeah. But. We go, we don't give an account for what's happening behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, and I think also a lot of people they they tend to equate the fruit, uh, their ministry, the impact of of their ministry, uh, w- without their their character. They'll say, oh, but but uh, Zacharias wrote all these books, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I was blessed by his ministry, uh, or perhaps some people were even saved by hearing Zacharias. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. People, I, people, I, I, I would say people have been. A lot of people right. been saved by the ministry. Oh yeah, for sure. But that does not, in any way, excuse yeah. his behavior. Exactly. At the end of the day, yeah, you, you gotta be accountable, right? The Bible says uh, I have a verse here that I want to read that always always stands out to me. It's in Romans fourteen twelve. It says here, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Mm. Okay, think about that. We will give an account of ourselves. To God, we're not, you know, we're not anyone else. Where we won't be able to blame shift to any. We're not going to make excuses. We're not going to blame shift to other people. We're not going to have anybody representing us in that sense, like a lawyer, a representative, right? I mean, apart from Jesus, right? For those who are in Christ, of course, He's our high priest, our mediator. Right. But when it comes to give uh, an account of ourselves to God, you know, we have to stand before God mm-hmm. and wow. and speak about, you know, and that's that's something that's very that passage always gets me because I yeah. think many times, like as we've been discussing, we've been, we've been complicit. We've taken, we've taken sin too lightly. We've not been serious about sin because, but you know, I think, and overall we've not been serious about God Yeah. because if we're serious about God, first, then we can be serious about sin, sin. because it is vile. It is an abomination yeah. before him. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Walsh said that in the sermon, something similar in, I was rewatching it because I like to rewatch a lot of minute of 
preachings online mm -hmm. and it was in the separate conference and he said um we tend to think you know the gospel we forget the aspects of the gospel in, in the sense of god's wrath but before that to realize yeah. how bad you are you have to realize how magnificent how glorious and how wonderful is our god you have to know right. how, how beautiful mm -hmm. and perfect and unblemished yes Amen. He, he's like the standard right when you yes. he's the golden standard it's true Amen. I nothing compared to him but by you know by the blood of jesus mm -hmm. you know, our appropriation now we're made right in his image you know having Amen. having been cast at so i think that's important and i also have a verse you know um okay in the, in the sense of what you said before how people tend to think that if they have good fruit they're obviously uh they're a great Christian, right? Yeah. Well, you know, Matthew seven twenty one, and this is my favorite one. Of course. And it, and yes. it, speaks, and it speaks volumes to me. It, just says, it always does. Yes. Um, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoer. Wow. He calls them evil mm. because they never, they thought they were doing right in their own eyes. Yeah. But they were still unrepentant mm -hmm. sin. Yeah, that's true. Another version will say, uh, apart from me, you workers of iniquity or you workers of lawlessness. Wow. Right? So it's like God, God gave you his word, but yet you refuse to live by it. If anything, you act like it never existed. Mm. And, there, and therefore you acted in, in, your, in your own desires, in your own accord. But yet God brings it right back to us. Wow. And that's why it's like, you know, like, let me ask you this question, because this sure. is, ugh, man. So many times for many churches said there's like just a lack of preaching out against sin. And also in this case, concerning the judgment seat of Christ. And let me ask you a question, like, was there ever a time, right, in your, in your life, right? Not, not through, not through, not through video, not through YouTube, not through podcasts, but in your local, in the local church body, where you've heard a message on the judgment seat of Christ, mm -hmm. I can honestly <laughs> say no. <laughs> right? No. Same. You never, never. No. no. Not even, a, or even a message on hell. No. Or even a message on hell, and of course we're not trying to say that we have to go out and preach fire and brimstone and all that, but just, <laughs> just sharing the reality of those things. Yeah. Yes, and you know, because it's part of the Bible. I remember uh, uh, even back when I was in, in seminary, I was I was sharing this concern, right? Like, oh, we need to speak out against hell. And I remember one classmate that I knew was mm -hmm. like, like, why do you want to speak on hell? I was like, oh, because it's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, oh, this person's a Christian. Yeah. Like, it's asking, why do I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I've heard other. Or I've heard uh, other accounts where someone was like, oh, I read the Bible, but I, I, I skip over the, the bad parts, the scary parts. Let's read the good parts. I'm like, then you're not really reading the Bible. You're just reading the stuff you like. Basically. Is it, but, but it goes to show how the church today, how they have, they have failed to uphold the word of God. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. As it is, right. Like, you know, we always talk about context, mm -hmm. right. Which is important, right. Not only do they fail to uphold the Bible in context, but they also fail to uphold certain doctrines of the Bible, so, wow. such as hell, judgment, right? The right, oh, the wrath of God, yeah. uh huh, right? The wrath of God, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I know in the progressive Christianity, they'll they completely deny the wrath of God. Yeah. They completely deny hell, mm -hmm. right? To them, it's they they see hell as like a a bad time in your life, right? Oh, I'm going through hell right now. Oh no! The, the, yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm going through worse. This is my hell. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's it's just horrendous. Wow. You know, but it just again it goes to show like where the church stands right now, and and as a result, when you deny those things. Guess what? Then I don't I don't really have to speak out against sin anyway, right? Because mm. God is all grace, is all loving. Yeah. Right? Jesus to, to many people comes off as like their boyfriend and the savior, you yeah. know, who right, their daddy, right? And even though he, yes, he's a lamb, but he's also a lion. Lion. Mm. Wow. A fierce lion. Mm. You know, and he and he and he, he's coming. And he's coming mm. soon, probably even sooner than we think. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we have to be ready. Amen. And I think a lot of, I think I'm starting to see like more preachers, even like mainstream are preaching on that, but it's still downplaying the the reality of hell, the reality of judgment. You know, that's why I said in the previous episode that how grace isn't forever in this lifetime. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grace is only for a certain time for yes. the non-believer. And for us as believers, grace is sufficient, you know, in our time forever. Mm -hmm. so eternity. Oh, yeah. But that, that, that gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of salvation, is no longer when Christ comes in the second coming. He's in the, you know, he's going to judge us. So we're all going to stand before him, you know, naked yeah. and bare, nothing to hide, you mm -hmm. know. But I think we, we should, like you said, we should have more of a, a deeper, mm -hmm. I guess, deeper understanding of the word. Not, yeah not not what we want to nitpick that's it yeah yeah it's, it's not it, it does it, it does us as a community of christians christianity no no good at all because mm -hmm. then we we give sin a license to run rampantly without no with no justification without no sense of uh it's like saying oh um you know i killed someone Okay. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. The judge says, "Oh, it's okay, but you're a good person, right? I'll forgive you. Know, don't worry. Just don't do it again." But that person continues killing people and killing people. Where's the judgment? Where's the accountability? And on this sense, mm -hmm. and the judge is like, you know, that judge is just kind of, kind of like downplaying who, what he's doing, instead of exacting what he deserves. You mm. know. So I don't know. If that's a. What do you think about that? Mm. On, on the case of well, sin. Well, I'm so, I'm sorry. Can you uh, rephrase the question? Oh, so I'm just saying, like you know, in the sense of like sin, you know, us as believers, you know, how should we view sin in the sense of like today's world? Like we so we talked about the judgment seat. We talked about all this. Like, oh yeah, what is sin in the sense of now in the community? Like, how should we deal with it? How should we deal with sin? Well, I mean, after, after well, since God. Well, the Bible says we were we were dead in our sins, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, we were blind. We were blind. We walked in darkness and all that. And then God, He, right? He comes to Christ and He dies on the cross, raises up from the dead, and then He sends His Holy Spirit to 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 not only regenerate us but also convict convict us of that sin. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have to start there. Like we have to recognize that if we are in Christ recognize that number one 
you know, we are convicted uh, of sin. We will be convicted of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as time goes on, uh, as as you grow in the Lord, yeah, right, you will start to to hate sin more, right, mm-hmm. or even, you know, or 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 being or being or even feel like, like, or if you have sinned, you you automatically repent as opposed to before, where as you sin, and just keep going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's a huge difference in yeah. that. You know, like even for myself, uh, like I like I noticed like the more I, I see God on my own, whether it's reading the Word, whether it's praying to worship, like I, my desire for Him grows. Mm. You know, and I don't want to lose that desire. Whereas when I haven't seen, when I when I don't seek Him, I notice that I start to grow cold, mm. lazy. Maybe I'm not really as into the Word, yeah. and I feel like I'm more vulnerable to sin. The temptations are a lot more higher. And it really makes a difference. You know, it makes me think about um, the uh, John 15 of Jesus. Uh, you know, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, abide in me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, a, that's, wow. that's a command for us. Like we have to abide in Christ because apart from him, we can do nothing. Amen. The moment we start to just drift off or, or just try to like live this life without him, guess what? We're, we're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You wow. know? Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, why I asked you that question, I gave an analogy of like a judge and a killer because I think we as believers have to really call out sin for what it is. And yes. even in amongst like with the case of Ravi, the case of Carl Lentz, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll, I'm going to uh, quote the scripture in okay. James 5, 19 through 20. Okay. My brothers, if anyone um, among you wanders from the truth and mm. someone brings them back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So I like what it says in the first part, among you wanderers of the truth. Okay. If anyone among you wanders from the truth. Mm. And I think that could actually look the original meaning of wander. Mm, okay. uh, plan, planal, if I'm saying it correctly, which mm. means to lead astray, to deceive, or yeah. cause to wander. So I think that's important in this case. Uh, we're talking about Ravi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if someone would have called enough for what it is, even amongst his organization, mm-hmm. um, I do feel like they were saying he was double, living a double life. But if someone yes. called, called him out, I think he would have repented. And like in, in me, I God, I pray you you would repented, but yeah, um, but the fact that they were justifying his sin and covering it up. Yeah. There was never a real repentance, I believe. And we don't know if he repented or not, but right. From his, from his um, it, track record. Yeah. It could be, yeah, it could go both, both ways, you know, cause I know yeah. the Bible talks about worldly sorrow and godly sorrow. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like it, it could go and go both ways. It could have been like, Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know what I, I did was wrong. And who knows, maybe he ends up going back to it. Or, yeah, it could have gone the other way, too, where he really does repent. Mm-hmm. So we really don't don't know. And sadly, yeah. I've seen situations like that. And, you know, my own experience with, with people that I've seen around me who are who were leaders or whatever, who were, uh, they had to step down because they were living in secret sin. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but unfortunately, in, 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 in one case, uh, 
like there was a, a meeting between a, 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 a pastor and, a, and this person who stepped down, right, who was a, a leader, but the pastor never really confronted him about his sin, mm. right? And, and I remember I, I, was, I was confused as to why. And he basically told me because, oh, I don't believe in, I, I don't believe in condemning. Like I'm all, I'm all about grace, but, mm. but I'm like, but it wasn't really about condemning them. It was about confronting them confronting. in love. Yeah. You know, Matthew, Matthew 18 lays it out perfectly, right? If you have sinned against somebody or if somebody has sinned against you, like you go to them, mm -hmm. right? And you can talk and confront them on their sin. And if, they don't listen you bring in two or three three witnesses mm -hmm. right and then there's a whole process and or mm -hmm. or sometimes you may even have to put them out of the church for yeah. time so that they would eventually come back mm -hmm. right but unfortunately there there isn't we don't even see that going on in the church today yeah. right whether it's like that person will say oh yeah i'm all about grace or 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 instead of confronting you on your sin right privately one-to-one -one, Mm -hmm. I put it on on on, on social media mm -hmm. as gossip. Mm -hmm. I can I I've been guilty times and of doing that. I've been kind of overzealous in the sense of in the past, like mm -hmm. you know, seeing things and calling them out without realizing, you know, you know, I wasn't doing it in love. It was just you know, judgment, judgment. And yeah, the problem <laughs> with that is that we can be overzealous and think we're doing the will of God, but Mm -hmm. you know, look at look at the um, province of old, right? Yeah, they were, they were being killed for you know, like by their own people for thinking, oh, oh yeah. So we have to be careful with that as well. But I I did have a conversation like two weeks back, days back, mm -hmm. how you know when the church says a lot of people say you know we're not we're not to judge. Mm. God is God is the judge. Oh yeah. And, um, that's I had to you know in love correct them and say you know. It, we are called to judge, but to judge righteously, not to judge mm -hmm. hypocritically. And there's a verse in the Bible, I don't know from the top of my head, but it says okay. judgment um, is already awaited for the world. Wow. But within the church, you know, we are called to judge one another, to call mm. out you know, for what it is. And I think that's the problem is that, you know, calling out sin. I'm not saying we should go judge this person, that person, but we do it at a, at a place of love because we don't want that person to stray. Mm -hmm. you know, we have to say, we have to be lovingly and say, well, brother or sister, you know, you're falling, you're, you're not what you were before, you know, you're not, you weren't, you know, as um, rooted in the word and rooted in God. Mm. And I'm calling it us, you know, I don't want you to stray from that. Yeah. You have to be gracious and, you know, you have to be gentle, right, with them and love them. So, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's very true. You know, and the Bible, Bible also says that judgment begins it begins That's in the right. house of God, right? Yeah. You know, we I think sometimes we think, oh, that God's probably just going to, he's going to judge the world because they don't know him and they live in wickedness. Like, no, it's going to start with us because mm -hmm. we're the ones yeah. who profess to be Christian. We're the ones who profess to to, to know him. And, and or in the context of ministry, right, we'll say, oh, God, but didn't I, didn't I serve you as, as a pastor, mm -hmm. right, or an apologist? But didn't I do all these things, right? Like in Matthew 7, right? Didn't I do all these things in your name? But you'll mm -hmm. say, no, depart from me. I never no, knew you. There was never wow. a relationship. It was all a facade. Oh, wow. You know, even even if even if your ministry did bless people, 
right? Kind of mm. like what, like with Zachariah. Mm. But again, there's no excuse. You know, there's not going to be any excuses on Judgment Day. No matter how much people you saved, you know, God used you. Yeah. You have to give an account for yourself. You still have that's... to. You still have to give an account. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's no greater. <laughs> there's no better way to put it. You know, mm. and I know it's perhaps for some people right now might be might be tough to hear, but guess what? That's it's in the Bible, yeah. and we all have to stand before the throne one yeah. day. Amen. So, so let's talk about how for us, how can we as Christians grow in repentance? Because mm. we, we've, because like I said, we, we talked about just the nature of secrets and how it's just bad and how there's a lack of accountability, right? But mm. just practically, like we need to recognize uh, some very important things. For instance, the Bible says that God, he disciplines those he loves. Amen. You know, it's in Hebrews 12 or 6, and he chastises every son he received. You know, so if you are a Christian, a true Christian, God will, he will discipline you, right? Sometimes, you know, maybe through right conviction of sin or maybe at times just humbling, mm-hmm. right? Or even sometimes you might have to, like, to learn things the hard way. Yeah. Right. In life, sometimes that happens to all of us, right? When we don't listen, but nevertheless, it, God, and in, in His love and His grace, He call He calls us back to Him, Amen. and because we belong to Him. Whereas, if you didn't belong to Him, then there would really be there would really be no discipline. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. And um, line up with that verse. There's another verse here in the Psalms, uh, in Psalm 32, verses three and five. Says here, for when I kept silent, my bones wasting away through my groaning all day long. Mm. So think about that. So if you're living in sin, like if you are a true Christian, guess what? You're gonna start to feel that conviction on you. You're gonna start to feel that sense of, of heaviness on what you've done, especially like when you keep it in. Uh, and the verse continues, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. Right, talking about God's hand. My strength was dried up as the heat of summer. Awesome. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I I said. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. So a lot of both of these verses, we see that number one, not only does God discipline us, but number two, through that discipline, it should result in confession. Mm-hmm. You see, like yeah, it's yeah. not meant to be hidden. It's meant to be shared and part, mm-hmm. and especially with God. Mm-hmm. I, like, or, or, or even like when we think about David, King David, right? After he committed adultery, right? With uh, Bathsheba and, and getting her husband, uh, Uriah killed. Right, David, he writes Psalm 51, which is a very, very powerful psalm, especially, you know, given that if if you've struggled with saying fallen into sin, David basically pours his heart out before the Lord and he says, you know, I have sinned against you and you alone. Right? Because at the end of the day, all sin is against God. Yeah. Right? Even even if when you sin against other people, that sin ultimately is to God. And David mm-hmm. was real with that. And mm-hmm. that's because God God, God had to humble him mm-hmm. to him first. And God does the same with us so that we would confess ourselves to him. But the beauty about that is that regardless of our sin, but the Bible says, you know, if we what confess our sins, sins. right? He's faithful. He is faithful. He Amen. is faithful, right? To forgive us our sins, sins. and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, right? First mm-hmm. John 1, verse 9. Amen. Amen. And I think, you know, the next verse is important as well. It says, okay. um, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Mm. So the fact that, 
you know, God allows us to confess our sins before him, knowing that sin grieves his heart, that even then he will still forgive us if we confess. Yeah. But to withhold that, and like you said before, it's like a groaning, mm-hmm. it's like your bones are breaking. If you're still in that denial of, of sin, mm. then there, then you you evidently yeah. call God a liar. Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're denying exactly. his faithfulness. You're denying his blood. Mm. Wow, that's wow, powerful. That's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. You know, and, and also to add to that, you know, when we, even though God forgives us, when we confess our sin, sometimes, sometimes there's still consequences to be paid. And, and of course, I don't, and I don't mean that in an in eternal sense, mm-hmm. but, but, but in the real world, in real time, because mm-hmm. remember after David, you know, he sinned, he, you know, he, and he repented, God still had to punish him, hey, right? Him. Like, yeah. right, he cursed him, right? His own family turned against him, right? Like with Absalom. Yeah. Yeah. And there was also a, a sex candle too. I think he had slept with his, Sister? sister yeah or, or was it or was it another brother i don't remember because i know david had multiple sons and one of them had slept with tamar which was the, yeah. with the sister and i think absalom killed him yeah, and then he turned against david mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's a huge uh huge <laughs> disaster issue, yeah yeah <laughs> family issues family yeah very it was very very dramatic but but, mm-hmm. but again it goes but going back to my point it goes to show that that there's there's still consequences yeah. You know, for your sin. So, example, if, if Robbie was still alive, you know, even though if he repented, you know, yeah, and God forgave him, guess what? He he probably would have to go to jail for what he did, mm-hmm. right? And and, his, and I feel like his, I guess his his title and his his namesake would kind of be tarnished in a sense. Yeah. That I mean, he he couldn't go back. You know, I'm not saying he couldn't go back, but I'm saying right. that he has that. You know, like you know when sex offenders, right? Once you no. get caught. They get they had they they're registered online, so wherever they move, they have to be registered as a sex offender. He has to walk around with that. Wow. So that's 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 nuts. That is you know, nuts. and and even and 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 that also says a lot of his about his ministry too, because remember, his ministry is still under his name. Right. Wow. And since that name is tainted, it's like how are people gonna listen to to, to them now? Yeah. You know, like either they either change the name or shut down altogether. And if anything, especially with the the mm-hmm. allegations saying that they knew about them covering up the scandal, yeah, if anything, they, guilty. They, if anything, uh, they they should they should shut down. Yeah, I think you told me the other day that an, a, like a portion of their comp of the organization, like in a different mm-hmm. country, they mm-hmm. actually changed their name and oh. they don't want anything to do with it. I don't they know changed the name, right? Yeah, they cut off their uh, their 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 connection with them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's an, yeah. So talk about you know paying the price, right? So even oh, after yeah. after his death, you know, after his passing, he's he's still paying the consequences. There's the, not. exactly the consequences, yeah. you know, or even think about, you know, just or the people as well. Like yeah, the the people who yeah. who supported him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The victims you know, as well. Yeah. If anything, it over. It, it, if anything, it overlooks the victims too because like for especially like i'm sorry go ahead, i'm getting my thoughts uh mixed okay. up but for the people who elevated zacharias mm-hmm. right well these people fail to highlight and this was actually something i heard in, in another podcast earlier today was that by elevating zacharias they completely diminished all the victims that were affected 
Wow. You know, what about them? Like, what about we them? should be praying for them. We should be grieving for them. Exactly. Right? Or even for Zacharias's own family. You know, mm -hmm. how do you think his his wife, oh. right? His children, how the, how much what they're going through right now? Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's bad. And going back to like you said, the victims and his family, I think there should be like a a public apology for like at least send like a letter or meet a letter or something just to meet to them, mm. sharing that you know we're sorry that this happened and. I don't know. It's it's really you know heartbreaking because these are people that trusted him, you know that did, you know they gave their lives literally because they were going through so much, and some of them even worked for him. Yeah. And to to think that you could, you know, this is what um, they talk about like se sexual predators. They'll they'll groom their you know their uh, prey. They'll compliment them and do all these nice things for mm -hmm. them, and at the end of the day, they have their way. And then that's they'll it. try to what, so, so it's it's you know there's a lot of brokenness as I could feel you know you know you know with the victims and sure. his, his wife of course like you said it's bad yeah yeah it definitely is bad you know and at the end of the day like like I said you know judgment begins in the house of God so it's something that all of us right now in this moment in time as a church we have to consider you know the Bible says that we must examine ourselves yeah. right to see if we're, we're, we're in the faith. faith you know we have to look in ourselves and say god like is there anything in my life that is dishonoring you right not just simply the the stuff that's obvious right because we we, we can definitely name some stuff and say yeah. yeah you know that we've sinned against god in this manner but you know perhaps there are other things in our hearts that perhaps we don't know about and God and God reveals it to us. Wow. You know, that's why I think, especially in the context of, of, of trials and tribulations, right? Cause you know, we all face trials and tribulations. I feel like that's where God really brings out the worst in us to, mm -hmm. to show us like where, what other areas in our lives do we need them the most? Wow. You know, I'll definitely, I'll just share this last story. Oh, like, sure. I, okay. I know you've heard of, I told you like many times I went through a fast for 30 days. I guess my goal was to do 30 days of fasting and prayer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up doing 21 by the grace of God. And, you know, when you do fast, like you said, you it reveals a lot of things, the trials and tribulations. Mm. And once, for me personally, when I went through the experience of fasting, um, I noticed a lot of things I didn't know, like without the food and everything, you really are exposed to God. Like wow. it reveals the things that, you didn't know, like for me, I could sense a lot of, like, I could feel a lot of anger, a lot of, mm. I guess, complacency, you know. Wow. Because, you know, you notice these things and you think, oh, it's normal because, you know, we're called hangry, you know, when we're hungry, we want food, but. I feel that all the time. <laughs> you know, but even that. I feel that right like, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, well, I, I'm not angry. Don't I won't, I won't flip out on this podcast. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> not today, anyway. <laughs> oh, right. Flipping tables, Jesus. But yeah, man, <laughs> it, it definitely, you know, fasting. That's why the Bible says to when Jesus said, you know, when you pray and when you fast, you know, mm. it wasn't an, it wasn't a choice. It was a command, you know, when you fast. Yes. So I think fasting will help us recognize it's, the inner, yeah. the inner deeper uh, hidden sins that we yeah. may, may not know, mm -hmm. but it will help us confront it. Yeah, yeah. And also... Yeah, and, and also as a response to it, like in the sense, because like in the Bible, like when you when people have sinned, guess what? They repented, 
right, through sackcloth and ashes, and also the times where they had to fast as well, yeah, yeah. You know, as a, as a sense of humbling. Yeah, you know, so exactly. But but I also like that what you said, you know, and even in the but even within the fast itself, God is showing you all these things left and right, and and, and revealing it to you. That way, you realize, like, oh my goodness, like I have all these things in my life, yeah. and I don't I don't realize it. Yeah, you know, because you have nothing else to to. To cover you, because you don't have anything else to cover well, you. Yeah, well, I think today we're so busy with like world with this world and living life, mm-hmm. we forget to to sit back and you know that's reflect. Sometimes and you said yeah. examine our hearts. You know, it's important. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Mm-hmm. We're in a very uh, very fast fast paced world. You know, you never especially really New York. Yeah, New York. We live in New York. You know, it's very <laughs> yeah, very fast paced. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, but it's very important to really just take that time, you know, every now and then to just check ourselves, do a, you know, as I like to call it, do a, do a heart check, yeah. right? Jur- journal, right? I think that's mm-hmm. also an, another yeah. good way, right? Apart from fasting where you can like write down and yeah. yeah, perhaps like as you write down, you realize you start to, to really just pour your heart and recognize such and such uh, sins in your life no, that, yeah. that you need to work does. on. I'll add to that really quick that fast, I mean, fasting or journaling, it'll, definitely it'll encourage you like in the future for like future fast it'll remind you what you know how you got through it and what you prayed you know things like that so fasting and journaling journaling is a good one yeah and also just reading the word right oh, the, yeah. the word yeah. to, if anything it's like it's, it should be like a mirror to us like when yeah. we read the word the word is reading us yeah it's reading what's in our hearts oh, yeah. you know it, it's so true that's what oh, paul yeah. that's what paul said right in Romans seven that the law it was it revealed it sin to him, mm, right? Wow. Even though he tried to keep it, but he failed because because yeah, he's he's a sinner. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's definitely important to to read the word, to also meditate on the word, you know, to 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 let it just dwell in our hearts because that way it continually exposes us, so that we may turn we may turn back to God, confess our sins, and not only that, but that same confession should ultimately lead to repentance to actual action you know it's not just simply oh god i'm sorry for what i've done and then you just go back to the way things are like no you actually take steps to you actually that's where you become practical and say okay how can i walk in repentance today like Mm. are are there any things i need to cut off or or even people sometimes you might have Mm. to cut off people in your life who who are maybe a bad influence right we we definitely have to do that you, know, you don't you don't hate them, but the fact that you are doing your part to, you know, it says right, the carrier cross, you know, to die yes. in the flesh. That or so flesh. you're you're denying the flesh of the world. You're denying you know those friends that will tempt you, right? The Bible says, "Do not be tempted." You know, you know when you try to help someone, lest you be you be tempted by the things that you were formerly, you know, into. Oh yeah. So it's yeah, tough. It's, yeah, it's tough. It's definitely it's definitely tough. Or, yeah. or even like, yeah, or it, it could go both ways. On one hand, you could like not be as close to them, right? Mm-hmm. And and still talk to them, especially like if you want to like ultimately want to share the gospel with them. And hey, and praise God if they if they do come to saving faith. But, but, but there will be other people who will, let's say they don't want anything to do with the gospel. They don't want to have anything to do with Christianity. And that's when you really have to like, you know, go your separate ways. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like we we ha- we have to do that. You know, as yeah. Paul says, a uh, bad company corrupts good morals. Good morals. You know, and wow. that's so true. It's so that's so true. 
you know that's why it's like our relationships uh matter who you who you, gosh i forgot the the quote if you tell me who your friends are i will tell you who you are i think that's the quote yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something like that so yeah, yeah. It, it's so, so true so that being said i, I want to just take a quick moment and i want to recommend some books that they feel like Apart from the Bible, which of course should be our first priority in dealing with sin, uh, the first one that comes to my mind is uh, the book Finally Free by Heath Lambert. Mm. And uh, his book touches on the topic of pe people who struggle with sexual sin, right, such as pornography. Probably one of the biggest sins that people are struggling with today, you know, especially in the context of church. You know, I know a lot of guys struggle with it, right? And you know, sadly, even girls are struggling with it too. Zacharias or Lenz, right? Or, or Bentley right? Or, or anyone else struggling, any other high profile leaders who are involved in these sex scandals. Perhaps maybe that's how it started. Probably started through pornography, right? Because that's a, but it's like a magazine or a video, right? I mean, magazine right before videos back then, right? Because then all Zacharias is an older guy and who knows when he was ex first exposed to any type of this, you know, of, of that. But um, yeah, it's it, it it's just it's just terrifying sin because it's a downward spiral because you you start with just watching, right, and, and being excited over it, and then eventually you want to translate that to real life. Wow. Right, and wow. Mm -hmm, to, in order to to gratify yourself because the flesh is never gratified. So you have to keep feeding yourself, feeding yourself, feeding yourself. So yeah, Finally Free is a good, a good book that really touches on, on, the, on that, on the nature of sexual sin and pornography, and it gives a lot of practical tips too, so I definitely recommend that. Another book uh, I recommend is uh, How to Break a Stubborn Habit by Eric Lutzer. And that also touches on just the topic of sin in general and just how to deal with it, another practical book. And of course, The Mortification of Sin by uh, Puritan uh, John Owen, right, who famously, who famously, famously said, "Be killing sin, or sin will be killing you." You know, because it's it, it's a it's a real battle. Yeah. You know, like not only should the church be able to preach against sin, but also we must be able to 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 fight it, right? Or mm. in this case, when it comes to sexual sin, we are to flee from it. Because if anything, that's the best way to fight it, Amen. right? You can't just simply just stand up on your own and, and think that you're spiritual enough to stand against it. Because ultimately, you will fall, right? You you're not you you shouldn't have anything to do with it. Oh, I you think, know what I'm saying? I think um, I, uh, James one says it best in um, verse um, thirteen to fifteen, when it says, "When tempted, no one should say God is tempting me." No, for God yeah. cannot be tempted by evil. He cannot be tempted anyone. by evil. Mm -hmm. But each person is tempted and they are dragged away by their own evil desire and entice. Yeah. <laughs> then, after the desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Mm. So sin evidently brings you death. And mm -hmm. it's your own desire that does it. God has nothing to do with it. So that's why it says the, the mortification of sin, killing the sin, unless it kills you there. Yeah, that verse, that verse always gets, like, I remember when I first that read first read that verse, that, mm. that part got to me, that we are carried away by our own sin. Yeah. You know, you can blame everybody else, 
you could even blame the temptations that trigger you, mm -hmm. but ultimately you're the one who made that Wonderful. conscious decision to to sin, right? No sin is is is, is random, like it's a premeditated decision, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. And and at the end of the day, we are again we are to repent before the Lord, confess our sins, kill our sin, and and live holy lives because yeah. you know we're 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 called to be witnesses to to the world. And we, we must definitely, we must definitely pray, definitely pray. Yeah. We have a lot to pray about. Yeah. You know, I pray that God would send a revival uh, in our lives uh, in which the church would just turn back to him in repentance. Yeah. And also, not only that, but that there would also be a reformation in the sense of the church returning to the word of God because everything is just so watered down today. Yeah. So that we, we definitely need that now more than ever, man. Amen. So, yeah. So, um, as we close, is there anything you want to, any final thoughts or questions you have? Uh, this topic with Ravi yeah. is definitely something, um, it's hard for, you know, many believers, even us at times, to believe that, you know, such a scandal can happen in the midst of a great, you would say like a great ministry. Mm -hmm. So many have been reached and touched. I know. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, we have to go back to the word and examine our hearts, examine for ourselves. Let's not, let's not base our Christianity on what Robbie said. Let's not yes. base our Christianity on what McCarthy said. Let's not based on what uh, Todd White said. Oh, you know, they're all men mm -hmm. at the end of the day, but we have to go back to the scripture for ourselves. God's yeah. given us the internet. God's given us uh, the Bible. Yeah. He's given us Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. What more yeah. do we need? Like, oh stop. yeah. Let's let's stop depending on people and relying on God and the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. Christ, you know, as one. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, the Bible says the truth will set us free. Amen. And I do believe this is an act of mercy on us, you know, as believers. It, yeah. Because I do think that we need to continue talking about things like uh, hidden sin which is yes. definitely a big issue that it's a big one yeah you know in regards to like with hell and the judgment oh yeah <laughs> this is a big one as well it is a big one it, it, yeah uh, if anything what all these scandals these recent scandals are if anything wake up call for us yeah because yeah one day we have to give an account mm -hmm. and you know what we have to we have to repent especially yeah. if you are a true christian you know, your life will ultimately reflect that. So uh, as we close, I just want to read a, just a, one verse here. Uh, going back to Psalm 51, mm -hmm. David, uh, he says in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And I remember I heard a sermon on, on that verse uh, a while back, and I like what the pastor said. Uh, he said that it wasn't, David wasn't just simply asking for a change of behavior, but a change of heart mm -hmm. and which only God can do. Amen. And I pray that it would be the same for, for you, for me, right. And for, for, and for anybody who's listening to this episode, that if you're, if you're currently struggling with sin right now, you know, go to God, cry out to him, yes, repent, yes. confess your sin and ask him to renew you, to create a, a clean heart. That he would continually transform you because that's God's promise to us, right? They would 
change it from from glory to glory, right? In this process of sanctification, and ultimately we will one day reach that state of glorification, right? Well, there will be no more sin. We will, we're gonna have new bodies, new minds, but until that day, we're in the here and now, where we are in this world. Yes, there are temptations. Yes, there are struggles, but God is still with us in this fight, no matter what. And you know, and let us never forget what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Yes. Right. Let us not forget the good news of the gospel. As I said in the in the episode where we spoke on the gospel, I said, you know, we are to what preach the gospel to yourself every single day. Yes. Remind yourself of what God has done, because if anything, that will motivate you. Mm. You know, don't live, don't live in hidden sin. You know, don't try to live a double life because at the end of the day, guess what? The Christian life, there's no such thing as a double life in the Christian life. Mm -hmm. It's a life of holiness, a life of transparency before God who himself is holy. Daniel, so thank you as always for, for, for sharing your, your heart in this episode. And, and I'm just so thankful that we're able to do this and to be able to share. And yeah, we, our hearts go, go out to, uh, all the victims who had to, to deal with this with Zacharias and and also his family who who are probably grieving yeah. at this moment in time and yeah we must continue to, to, to pray you know we must continue to pray and, and pray for repentance in the church yeah alright so that being said that is the conclusion of this episode we hope you enjoy it be sure to follow us on, on social media and all our, our platforms such as Spotify Anchor YouTube and and I don't I don't remember what else right now we we spoken for so long it's like oh wait I don't remember all, my, all our platforms but follow us on, on social media because we have our yeah, we have our link tree and it will give you all the the names of the platforms so anyway so uh, until then again thank you all for listening once again this has been the first podcast podcast for your soul and we will see you next time take care God bless guys. <laughs>